Greetings, listeners. If you're hearing my voice, that means you're tuning in to the first ever episode of Things from the Internet One Minute Reviews. If you accidentally clicked on the wrong podcast or would like to listen to something else, which is probably understandable, I will now pause five seconds to let you change the station distraction free. You're still here. Nice. We could have done a full podcast of silence. Like I said before, this is the new LNS podcast, One Minute Reviews. Is this an advertising podcast? Yes, in the loosest sense of the term. You see, advertising is more than billboards and big logos. It's more than content and con men. It's more than media buys and something called search engine optimization. Advertising is about people, and advertising is about things. It's about seeing and hearing the world around us, and then using those observations to make cool stuff. So in this show, we're going to talk about things, a bunch of things, and then we'll review them. We'll review news, trends, sports, technology, trendy news, newsy trends, and things we're seeing out in the world. A creative mentor of mine once told me that to be a good advertiser, you have to lead an interesting life. So maybe by leading an interesting life, we can make an interesting podcast. I guess we'll see. Joining me today, and maybe for more days in the future if this goes well, is my co-host and digital marketing extraordinaire, Travis Adney. If you're a big fan of the Department of Revenue South Dakota website, as many of us are, you probably know him. Travis, what are your expectations for the pod? Oh, that's, that's tough to say given that uh, the idea came to fruition at a bar three days ago, and now we're sitting on some very comfy, vintage blue couches and uh, I don't have a whole lot of ex- expectations here, Matt. Travis, I know you were involved in a podcast in the past. Do you want to talk about any outspoken fans out there and what they can expect with, uh, you know, there's a lot of diehard outspoken fans who are probably distraught about the podcast not being around. How can they adjust to the new pod, do you think? Yeah, well, we we did cut the fat off the, uh, off the podcast and we removed some talent, in which case, enter you, Matt. Uh, new creative direction. I'm very excited for it. Um, but you know, we were we were uh, primarily diving into a lot of technology concepts. But I like that we're really opening it up to probably the biggest space there is, which is the internet. Yeah, I barely know how to use a computer, so we're not going to be talking about a whole lot of technology. But we did use the internet, and we used the internet to find some things. So Travis, I did my big monologue. What's your first review of the day? What would you like to be talking about? I would like to give an A-plus review. I'm just going to start off with saying what the score is. An A-plus review for the city of Sioux Falls in general. And that's because we are one of, I don't know, Matt, it's like 30-some cities that has 5G connectivity. That's fifth-generation internet uh, if you have a phone that can handle it. But that's incredible. I mean, for being a flyover state, for all of the negative press that we get, we're a great state, we're an innovator, and we have 5G uh, primarily in downtown Sioux Falls, but an A-plus effort for that, Um, and I know that the mayor is really big on that too. Won't 5G give me cancer though, because that's what I've seen online? Not if you have the tinfoil hat on. If you you wear the proper tinfoil uh, hardware, then then you'll be good. It'll reflect the rays. What does like 5G even do though? Because honestly, I hear 5G, but I don't even know. Is it just faster, or how how does 5G help us? Yeah, no, it, it definitely does does still sound like alien technology at this point, and uh, just like any new innovative technology, um, we're still not quite there yet. And when I say that, um, you have to have the proper hardware to receive the the 5G signal. So um, Samsung's putting out new phones, the next release of an iPhone, which is coming on the way. Uh, those phones will be capable of 
of um, harnessing that 5G technology. Um, but currently, most phones can only handle the 4G. So to answer your question, what is this going to do? Uh, it's a more concentrated signal. It's a faster signal. It's a stronger signal. Um, this means that we can stream faster, multiple streams. Uh, video conferencing is going to be better. And it's even cool if you think about um, if you're outdoors. Uh, like I said, our our primary cells are downtown. Um, so if you're looking at the, the Levitt venue, um, that's where we have uh, some 5G cells in which, you know, that's going to help you connect to whatever you need to uh, in an outdoor space, which is incredible because that means you don't have to go stop into a coffee shop to pick up a, a Wi-Fi signal. Um, and as this expands, I want to see this on interstates, on highways, so you're not in Presho, South Dakota, and you can't pull up your Twitter feed. That's fun. It's like, uh, so it's like we're bunking the beds, and there's that much more room for activities, pretty much, with our 5G <laughs> signal. Yeah. Uh, 4G's on the bottom, 5G's the, the upper crust. You bet. I'm excited. Well, I'm glad you're doing an A-plus uh, grading scale, I guess, because I'm doing stars, and that makes perfect sense for the show. I like Let's that. Let's just grade stuff in different ways. My first review is for Country Time Lemonade. I'm coming out with five stars. This is a show about positivity. Nothing but positive, good reviews. You know, something not positive is, you know, this has been a trying year for the restaurant industry. You know, the pains are even felt in the smallest of places, children's lemonade stands. Good thing Country Time Lemonade is here to do something about it. Country Time is offering a new economic relief program called The Littlest Bailout to help the littlest entrepreneurs who run the smallest of small businesses. Incredible. Um, their website goes on to say, we know this will be a rough summer for lemonade stands. And if the big guys are getting bailed out, why shouldn't we help the littlest entrepreneurs get the same treatment? To get the bailout, which is $100, though, kids can write an essay okay. about how they'll spend the $100 and they send a sign of the lemonade stand they were going to make. And they get $100 as the bailout, which to kids is like a trillion, which I will only assume be spent on candy. And, and what's the bigger concern here that, uh, that, you know, you're going to, there's a COVID scare in, in terms of lemonade stand or that we're in a change shortage. So the 75 cent lemonade stand is, is just a thing of the past. I'm not sure the federal reserve has commented yet quite about the lemonade situation going on in the country. <laughs> the lemonade pandemic, the lemonade pandemic. But, um, I know country time has been fighting this fight for a long time. Last summer, they were offering, uh, in my country time research that I was doing today. Sure. So there's a lot of illegal lemonade stands around the country <laughs> because in only 16 of the 50 states is it even legal to have an unlicensed lemonade stand. So they would offer to pay your fines if you were fined for operating illegal lemonade stand. And on their website, they have a whole website with a campaign called Legalized Lemonade in which you can contact your state representative to legalize uh lemonade stands unlicensed you know in their words they're the littlest of the little so i love that i think all that's awesome i give country time lemonade five stars okay excellent well if you're feeling whiplash uh or not really sure how we transitioned from 5g internet to lemonade uh we don't understand either uh and that's probably because we don't share notes prior to the podcast so uh what you hear is what you're going to get on uh our internet podcast we have faces for radio, so what you don't see is probably the best thing that you're seeing in general. All right, my turn? Yes, sir. My turn. Let's hear it. Going back to the internet. A lot of internet. Uh, I was coined this week as being the IT department 
in which case I have a whole new department now um, in which I don't know where my staff is. But uh, in this research of, of what an IT department does, I realized that uh, there's a need for internet consultation. Specifically, my boss reached out to me and is having terrible internet, uh, internet connectivity at home. Uh, so that drove me down a giant rabbit hole, Matt, of um, looking up routers, modems, um, you know, I'm, I'm really intrigued by the thought of, uh, what's called a mesh network. And you're probably looking at me like what, 5g routers. I'm doing the thing where I'm putting my hands together like a mesh kind of it's bad radio, <laughs> but I'm doing it. Go on, Travis. Is uh, this a 24 seven service? It, it's, it's less on the service and, and more on what the hardware is. And so, um, you probably think of, you know, you, from your internet service provider, you're, you're probably paying a little too much for a, a modem and a router and you just get whatever they're, they're selling you. But, um, if you do a little bit of your own research, you'll see that, uh, we're at an innovative point in time where we now have these little puck module type of things where you can put these things all over your house and kind of like that 5g network that i was talking about um it allows you to have an even flow of internet uh, and covering your entire house so uh, specifically in my boss's example of uh the baby cam upstairs and the uh the youtube video streaming downstairs was just not quite up to par so i recommended a mesh network and um, we're going to see how it plays out. So the review uh, is a little indecisive right now. Uh, I'm going to switch from from school grading to stars, and I'm going to go two and a half stars currently because it's it's not even uh, shipped yet or delivered. The mesh is like it's like kind of Glade plugins throughout your house, right? That like emit internet from those little spots. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, um, you know, you usually have that one hookup in in one part of your house, and then you know it's it's contained to that to that room and, and you're wondering why you can't stream Netflix upstairs, but the Glade plugins you can put all over your house and you have that evenly distributed, um, network signal. So, uh, I'm excited about it. It's, uh, incredibly expensive. Uh, it would be a little bit of a, a budgetary concern on my part, but, uh, uh, it would be my recommendation right now. Maybe in the next pod we can talk about how it went. Maybe if it can upgrade from two stars. So my next review is also kind of on a down note. Um, corn. Corn gets two stars for me, and we're talking the we're talking the plant. You know, don't get me wrong, I love corn. I like sweet corn, corn on the cob, popcorn, Kevin Costner's Field of Dreams. I even like Iowa. I've done some research, and corn can be used to make over a dozen products, including ethanol and industrial glue. Do you know that? You make corn to make glue. Go on, and actually tell me the process of how corn uh, becomes ethanol. I, I actually have no idea, but I do know the process of how corn makes us sweat. So you get all this corn... And corn sucks in moisture, obviously. And to make energy, corn needs to convert the liquid to a gas. But when they do that, they release that gas into the atmosphere. It's a process called evotranspiration. It's also called corn sweat. What that means for us is that the dew point goes up. You know, so actually a single acre of corn gives off 4,000 gallons of water a day. And a whole field of corn can actually raise the dew point for that area by 5 degrees Fahrenheit. So they're really pumping it out. I'm falling asleep to your your corn. It's nuts, but if you're a sweaty guy like me, you just you go outside and you get drenched, and I never thought that it was corn backstabbing me the whole time. So <laughs> I'm not a big fan of corn sweat, but I know we need industrial glue. We need ethanol, so I understand the necessity of it. 
So corn for me gets two stars. Two stars. And this is the point of the, the podcast, too, where um, if you are a, a biotech company, uh, an agritech company, uh, we are the corn experts, as Matt just rattled off there. So big logos, catchy slogans. LNS is the, uh, the marketing agency for you. What's your next review, Travis? I think it's incredible what this gentleman has done uh, over this, this COVID quarantine period of combining two of my loves, Matt. One is nursery rhymes or, or childhood nostalgic books. And two is Dr. Dre. Well, I was just going to say Dr. Dre and Dr. Seuss raps, probably the most iconic combo after peanut butter and jelly. And, and I just realized they're both doctors, probably PhDs. I'm not sure. If they probably went to med school together. If they're, they're, with, with they Dr. were roommates. Pepper. We should just have a whole podcast about that of who we think would have made incredible college roommates and what would have been created uh, as a result. So I'll play a sample. Hi, I'm Wes, and today I'll be rapping Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss. I am Sam, Sam I am, that's Sam I am, that's Sam I am. I do not like that Sam I am. Do you like green eggs and ham? I do not like them, Sam. I we don't have to go through like the, the the full situation like here. I was kind of getting lost in there. I like it. I, I Well, and where I'd initially stumbled upon was Fox and Socks. Fox and Socks is a banger. Um, and just in, incredible rhyme schemes. And all Dr. Dre beats. And they are family friendly. Uh, I'm guessing this, this West gentleman was incredibly bored during covid um, and came up with this idea, and I haven't done a whole lot of research into him, but I, you could definitely go down your own little rabbit hole with that as well. Of you go from video to video, um, he has you know the Lorax. He does he does the full situation. There's a great environmental uh, message with the the Lorax rap, but um, I thought it was funny. Again, blending two of my favorite things, Dr. Dre beats and Dr. Seuss rhymes. Uh, I'm giving that. Uh, 10 out of 10 to break out of our stars and our grading scale. I'm reading the comments and uh, Lisa comments. This is my four-year-old's favorite new song. It's his lullaby every night before bed, and he memorized everything about it. The comments are, are excellent, too. I, I had sent you one of these before, but uh, this one I can kind of empathize with. And it's, I'm a 30-year-old man, it's 1 a.m., and I'm watching a man rap Dr. Seuss. And I found myself in a really similar situation. I, I thought it was hilarious. As far as I know, they are family-friendly. So uh, for those of you with uh, kids out there. This is the only Sioux Falls-based uh, Dr. Seuss podcast in the world. Well, it's all about those those meta meta key words, uh, as you know, with all of your search engine optimization products you've been working on, Matt. Uh, if we can just keyword stuff this podcast, it, we might go viral. Yep, which is why we're talking about Dr. Seuss, Dr. Dre, Jeff Bezos, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> on to my last or my next review, not my last review. My God, you know, so hammocking five stars. Last summer, I bought a hammock. And I think it's like the best hobby you can possibly get into. Think about it like if you spend all day laying around in your living room, you're a lazy couch potato. If you spend all day laying in a hammock, you're outdoorsy. You know, it's like the best way to do something without actually doing anything. It's like a hall pass to be the laziest person you can possibly be. Um, in my hammock, I read, I check my phone, I nap, I eat. If you drop your snacks, they just kind of all funnel to the middle. And then you kind of just grab them by your midriff pop them in your mouth and they go right back there what if you have what if you have potato chips there's no popping that you back them off your chest i try to go healthy i try to go like nuts and stuff pretzels okay well rolling around on potato chips doesn't seem like a, you just have pow, potato powder just all over your body essentially 
It's just awesome. I read some stuff online on ultimatehammock.com, which is a really intense name for a hammock-based website. But they were saying when you sleep in a hammock, there's no like contact points with your mattress. So like, it's better for your back, apparently. Yeah, you're just like in a little chrysalis. You're like in a little cocoon. I did see, it's probably not even a new uh, innovation, but I did see some hammock-related news. So we we must be consuming similar news sources. But they're making uh, tent modules that go on top of your hammock. So then you just sleep there the entire night. But you don't have like the bugs getting in. Probably doesn't stop a bear attack, but uh, the insects of camping. But yeah, and it has like a little pouch just like you would uh, have from like a craftsman-type tent. Can you work like a mesh Wi-Fi network into that? Can you put part of your Wi-Fi into the hammock or not? You know, you talked you talked about corn being a, a major energy producer. Maybe if you shuck some corn, I don't know. This this is the most random podcast that you'll probably listen to all day. Hammocking, five stars, and I wish I could give it more. <laughs> What's next for you, Travis? Uh, I stumbled upon. Well, first and foremost, sorry, let me backtrack here. Uh, I had a hard time because there's there's two big internet players calling themselves um, the premier source on the internet, and Reddit even goes as far as to say they are the front page of the internet, which I don't agree with. How can you just make a claim like that? Well, who are these who are these people saying? Well, it's these Reddit, things? and then it's it's Dig D I G G as a, as a news source. Okay, so, I've been seeing Dig in the news as well lately. Go on. So. If they can just say they're the front page of the internet, then I'm going to say that we are the podcast of the internet then. That's a similar claim. And I just, that's beside the point. Anyways, um, what I was finding on, on some of their sources, there's this really cool article um, <laughs> that, I don't know why I find this interesting, but back on the music topic, uh, we'll drop this link into the bio, but it shows the vocal ranges of um, classic music stars versus today's music stars. And it shows like how low of octave they can go, how high they can go. It has this little, you know, piano laid out. And I thought it was a really cool interactive type thing that you can see, um, where people stacked up over the years. And it's, it's just really interesting, Matt. Um, one of the widest ranging artists on there is, is Axl Rose. Um, one of the smallest ranging is Justin Bieber, um, David Bowie had like one of the lowest octaves. I think it was Mariah Carey was, was highest, which is no surprise there. And, um, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm a nerd for a lot of other things, but I thought that this was kind of cool and it was super interactive. Like I mentioned, we'll drop the link in the bio, but, um, you could look up your favorite music artists. I'm looking at, I'm looking at them right now and what stands out to me just based on like knee jerk reaction. Paul McCartney has a huge one, obviously huge vocal range. M&M's is pretty big. That's not true. There's no way. M&M's? I'm looking. Oh, it is. Yeah, compared to compared to a lot of them. This is bigger than Justin Timberlake's, I feel like. And it's cool. I mean, I, again, I encourage somebody to actually look at this URL. It's it's concerthotels.com, another strong you know URL domain. Mm-hmm. But it tells you which song they produced that got that uh rang up or dialed in at the lowest octave or the highest octave and i think it's so not afraid is is the highest that eminem uh has ever sung if you will he's pretty comparable to rihanna i i'm gonna give it four out of five stars because i don't know much about octaves in music or anything like that but i know good music when i hear it um so i'll just skip to my last one then too i read a book last week and this whole podcast is just an excuse to brag about uh the book i read but I read uh, a book called Endurance, and it's Shackleton's Incredible Voyage by Alfred Lansing. And I felt it was really applicable to the whole COVID-19 thing. So pretty much, 
this whole the whole book's premise is these guys went on an Antarctic expedition in 1915, and they wanted to cross the continent on land, which no one had ever done. They'd been to the South Pole, but no one had wanted to cross the continent. And Shackleton just wanted to do it, kind of to say he did it. So he pretty much lied to a bunch of people to give him money. He was like, hey, we're going to do scientific research. We're going to do all these things while we're down there. And he just wanted the glory of being the first person to cross the Antarctic, which I'm sure we've all dreamed of that for a long time. But there was this big fake ad. And every time this ad kind of circulates the Internet, it's been in all these books like the 100 best ads of all time. But the ad goes, men wanted for hazardous journey. Low wages, bitter cold, long hours of complete darkness. Safe return, doubtful. Honor and recognition in event of success. And it turns out that ad's fake, like Shackleton never put it out. But he did get 27 people to sign up with him and go to Antarctica. So these guys went to Antarctica on a wooden ship, which is just crazy. And they were going down there, and as they were making their way, the ship froze in the ice sheets before they got to Antarctica. So they were stuck on the ice, just floating. And, you know, COVID-19, being at home, it just felt like this is endless. This is never going to end. Like, what's going on? But these guys were trapped in ice, and they just kind of floated. And eventually, the ice crushed their boat, so they had to make huts on the ice. And they, were, they had nothing to do. They were like, well, you know, we'll hang out and just hope that the wind blows us back to land. Well, they did this for like one and a half years. In the Antarctic winter, there's no light. So they would spend 24 hours in darkness, trapped on the ice, just floating like on sheets of ice in the Antarctic Ocean. They made their way to land, and they rode like a boat to South Georgia, but they landed on the wrong side. So they had to like hike over an impassable, an impassable mountain range that no one had ever done before. They like screwed screws into their shoes, and they hiked the ice mountains, and they finally came down, and not a single man died, 27. They were in, in the Antarctic wilderness eating seals and whale blubber for like years, <laughs> and they made it back. So I thought, if they can make it, like, so can we. We aren't in Antarctica. We can make an internet podcast? Is that, is that the, uh-huh. the parable here? What? We can make an internet podcast. We can make it through COVID-19. You know, these guys ate whale blubber. We can wear a mask. I thought it was a very applicable book. So if you ever want to read Endurance and learn about the Antarctic, I give that book five stars. That was uh, an incredible monologue. Matt, Thank you. Uh, I can prove that I'm, I'm sitting across from this gentleman and uh, he did not glance at notes. So all the, the years, the, the facts, the details, I mean, they haven't been fact checked, but it was incredible. And uh, it was slightly boring, but a really good message, especially to, to close a, a very random assortment of, of podcast topics. I hope everybody likes that. Um, and as the last part of our show, we have some viewer mail here. Um, hello, Travis. This is John, longtime listener of the podcast. I was wondering, what's it like to transition to being the second coolest guy at the agency <laughs> after, after you had a run of maybe the first coolest guy, kind of the joggers wearing type? How do you transition to accept that kind of older role? And what's that like? <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, I remember John. He was one of the, the, the first listeners on our, on our sound, SoundCloud account, but... Uh, it's been a rough transition, I'll tell you. Uh, if you're wondering, it's a little self-serving, but but Matt Siebert is now deemed the coolest, in quotes, coolest man at the agency. Mm-hmm. It's, um, a self, it's a self-given title. He's been awarded. You only get on the podcast. And you kind of took it by storm. I don't know if it's when the hair was getting grown out, if it was when you had a really cool assortment of hats that you started wearing that had various things on them. Big hat guy. Uh, big hat guy. How much you know about corn, 
could be a uh, a possible factor, but for the variety of reasons, I've been dethroned. And you know what? It's it's better to. Uh, there's probably like some Kurt Cobain quote I could make here of like wanting to burn out instead of you know holding on to something too long. I think you kind of know what I'm getting at here. But here's here we go. Um, the sun is gone, but I have a light. Not what I was going and for. The, the light the light could be your internet routers that you always have or. I think it's like better to burn out than fade away. I don't know. We should quit trying to to live quote things. Or it's okay to eat fish because they don't have feelings. Those are all Kurt, Kurt Cobain quotes. I'm pretty sure that's in the song Breed. Oh, excellent. I watched the Kurt Cobain documentary last week. If I could give something else some stars, I'd give Kurt Cobain a montage of heck five stars. Is that a newer podcast? Yeah. Or H- sorry, HBO podcast. documentary. Incredible. That's going in the watch queue. Um, all of that to say, long-winded answer, not quite as long as in Antarctica story, but I'm happily passing it on to Matt Siebert. Uh, I'm sure that he will be dethroned um, relatively soon as well. That's just the marketing world for you. Uh, we, we hire a lot of really interesting, cool, talented people. So um, looking forward to that happening, and I can ask you the same question, or John can write in asking you that question. You fly too close to the sun, and your wings get burned. That's how it goes. That That's probably as what I was going for there. We'd like to end the show by thanking our producer, Kevin Phipsy. Today we found out that uh, Kevin had his first kiss in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. We were having a conversation about kisses. So if you're the lucky lady, uh, please come forward in the fan mail. We're sure you're listening. This has been the first episode of Things from the Internet One Minute Reviews. Travis, how do you think it went? Can you review the first episode? Uh, room for improvement. Room for improvement. We're going to go two and a half stars. How was that, Pepsi? Should, <laughs> should we end the end the podcast with silence, just how we started it? I think so. <laughs> Outro music plays.